the other day I went to the mall and when I was there I found a Pikachu but I mean it wasn't that great because oh my god we're starting Grace Moretz, or as Alex says, Grace Moretz. Oh, from Kick-Ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be the one. I didn't. Hit Girl sounds like she's from Hitman, but like the girl <laughs> Whoa, in it. Whoa, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, it's yeah, Hitman hit sidekick. Hitman. <laughs> <laughs> I'd play that game though. Man, would with you? Hit girl. I would. I'd play the <laughs> shit out of that game, dude. <laughs> uh... I mean, she's hot for like a fifteen-year-old. She's, well, she's like, 19, so yeah. I was gonna say she's older. <laughs> she doesn't look like it. Legal. Wow. I'll let uh, your boy. Wow. Oh god. <laughs> what if she listens? It's gonna be really weird. If she yeah, listens, I'm sure to the she cast. listens to our <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> Get real popular, real fast, people. guys. <laughs> she's just gonna Could put be. out a tweet. Be like, oh my gosh, these guys I listen to every two weeks, they totally talked about me on a podcast. Yeah, we're going to make her <laughs> Is that famous. how she sounds? That's how she sounds. Yeah. We're going to make her famous? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're okay. Make her famous. We're breaking her into the industry. Honestly, someone do the intro. Travis, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you do the intro? Because I don't have my Google Maps up or whatever you put the it on. Google Maps. Yeah. See. That's where it's at. Google Notes. Yep. No, what's it it's called? It's on Google Maps. If you <laughs> click on the location where you live, it just pulls up this just list of things we're talking about for our podcast. Okay, I feel like you guys talked about it being a, a docket at one point. What the heck does that even mean? The docket? What the is docket? a docket? On the docket? And you don't never know what a docket once... is? No. It's like yeah. where you park a boat. Like in the Supreme Court? I know a dock, Jake. I know what that is. <laughs> yeah, it's a docket. I don't know what a docket is. Oh, so it's like you dock it, as in yes. you dock the vote. Mm -hmm, precisely. I see, I see now. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, I got you, man. I thought it was more like a gay sex move. Stop. <laughs> wow. You dock Chloe's it. Chloe's not impressed. <laughs> By Wikipedia, a docket <laughs> in the United States is an official summary of proceedings in a court of law. And I'm not really sure that fits. It does not. Yeah, no. which is why I'm wondering <laughs> what it is. Well, wait, it does say with similar meanings elsewhere. So I think that covers it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep, you got it. Yeah, That's yep. pretty similar. Checks out. All right, so welcome to the Horizon, where we know what a docket is. This is the forecast, the bi-weekly podcast produced bi-weekly. Yep. How often is it produced bi-weekly? Uh, bi uh, there you go. Semi-monthly. <laughs> Semi-monthly <laughs> semi is correct. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Chad. Aaron, what's up? Tell me how good is Need to Breeze's new album. <sighs> Pretty bad. No. Shut <laughs> your mouth. It is so good. Although Janae commented that she feels like this album is so different than all the rest of the albums because it's kind of, it seems like a, a one giant love note to their wives. So? I didn't say there was anything wrong with that. Oh, I just okay. said 
every one of their albums is so much different than the others. Yeah, pretty much. Compl- mm, yes and no. I'd agree on most of them with the exception of two. I think there are two that are very similar. And that's... Uh, Yo, I'm just saying that in Won't Turn Back, they use freaking the chains. Yeah, yeah, they have done that in like three albums now. They use chains. They've done that several times. They're like Avenged Sevenfold in 2003. So, so would it be like... Wow. Wow. Savage? So would it... Wow. Savage. <laughs> so would it be illegal for us to like just toss a clip right here? Just, 100%. Just a, just a, gosh darn it. Right. It's less than 30 seconds, right? Yeah, if it's just like a 15 second clip, we'd be just fine, right? Or Aaron, how about you just sing it for I've us? I've heard that on podcasts where they play like a s- small part of something. As I'll long just, as it's I'll less just play it in seconds. the background right here. It's just going to be in the background. Oh wow, I love this song. I know. <laughs> oh, did you hear that part right there? Oh, my favorite. Is that the part with the chains? That's the part with the chains. Oh, wow. Why'd you have to ask? Didn't you hear it? Aren't you listening? I am, but sometimes it's so musically... They're so good, I can't tell, you know? Mm, Like, they could make a rock sound like that. That's how good they are. (laughs) Alright, I think we're beyond this topic. So let's talk about Star Trek. Has everybody Uh... seen Star Trek? No. Well, who man. cares? I'm just going to talk about it anyway. Star Trek, you have the new one, Star Trek Beyond. No. We're talking about Star Trek: The Motion Picture. I don't yeah. know. You said, "Have you seen 19, Star Trek?" So it's like, oh, have I watched any William of the like, Shatner five different TV shows or what? There's a picture of him in there. There is a picture of him. The new one, Alex. What did you think about it? I thought it was really good in a way that it is better than the second one, but not as good as the third for the first one. Uh, well, you do know that the second one is like the second worst rated Star Trek movie of all time. Really? Yep. I don't That's know. I think it's kind of better than a bunch of them just because it's got Benedict Cumberbatch in it. But Well, I mean, everything with Benedict Cumberbatch automatically gets like a couple notches on the yeah. Cumberbatch. I don't know. Have you tried going back and watching the motion picture in any sort of recent year? Yeah, I'm actually in the middle of watching it again right now. I was Ugh. watching it. I was watching it earlier. It's so hard to watch. No, it's so good, man. It's so hard to watch. Well, I mean, you have to have an appreciation for content that was produced in 1979. I mean, well, and you could also go back and watch the original series, which I think was like, I feel like it was in the 60s. But I like the original one, and I like the differences between the original one and the brand new Star Trek from, I think, 2009. Yeah. But I would agree, I really liked this new one, Star Trek Beyond. I think it was, um, there was very limited amount of time in actual space. Yep. Like a majority of the movie was just like on a planet. I think it felt a lot more like a Mission Impossible than a Star Trek. I don't know, it just kind of gave me that vibe. Really? Yeah. Just like a lot of like ridiculously absurd action sequences? It was like, um... Because that's what I feel like Mission Impossible is. Let me hang off the side of a plane. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was kind of like a like a big setup and then like payoff with like a like a sequence of events that like this is really general stuff that makes maybe applies to all movies, but I, I don't know. <laughs> there was it, a good setup, a great sequence of events, and at the end there was a conclusion. It was amazing. Wait, what, wait. So what, was there like the the intro, then a climax, then a resolution? Standard three part. I uh, some sort of heist elements, and there was like a motorcycle scene, and I don't know. It was very di- well. This was the first one that wasn't directed by, or the first new series of movies that was not directed by J.J. J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. Um, was Justin Lin, 
And I could tell, I feel like I could tell almost immediately in this movie because of the banter. It's nothing like it was in the first two. Um, it actually felt more like the banter that happened in the original Star Trek. Right. It just wasn't as developed uh, bones. I didn't think it had like as funny lines as he did in the first two. But I think bones had way more lines. He did have a lot. He talked a lot. How many does Simon Pegg have? He wrote the movie. 87. Yeah, that's what I was asking. <laughs> I don't know. He, he wasn't like a, a main character in this? No, he was. Um, just, I would say probably not more than Chris Pine or uh, Bones. Main character? Well, main char- yeah, main character. Hmm. How do you feel about... I, I wanted to talk about this a long time ago, but it wasn't really relevant. Um, how do you feel about them not really staying true to the original Star Treks? Like, style-wise? Style-wise? It's, it's not just a drama in space anymore. It's an action film. Right. Have you seen any of the originals? Yeah, and I got bored because they're a drama in space. Well, <laughs> like, I, I think you, there's, there's also, like, a difference between an action film of that era and an action film of this era. Sure. Because we're, I mean, I was actually just watching a video the other day about how content in movies is actually just getting worse and worse, but we're still sucked in because of people who are able to produce crazy CG that we don't even know is CG. And I think this is a good example of that, whereas the story writing in some of the new Star Treks may not be nearly as good, and it may seem full of action, but it's just because we have the ability to make it look like it's full of action. You know, we have lots of explosions and things that we can do with CG and practical effects that we could not do in the late 70s, early 80s. I would actually say that I think they're probably pretty equal in terms of action. Especially if you watch not the original Enterprise, but Next Generation Enterprise with Picard. Those um, are very much action-based films. Nemesis? Yeah, Nemesis, Insurrection, First Contact, Genesis, um, uh, Generations, any of those? Wow, I really sound like a... <laughs> Trek nerd. I think that the the new movies are as close as what you could call like a modernization of the old stuff. Like something that would take the elements that make those things unique or and the characters and that everybody loves and the settings and stuff like that and um bring it into like modern blockbuster films that make money. Yeah. I can agree to that. And I you know, I think really what they did, the, the best thing they did, the best decision they made when they decided to start making new Star Treks was to make the original Star Trek uh, essentially the same movie as the motion picture up until the point at which the timeline changes. If you go watch the original one, it's like the same thing. There's a couple right. scenes that are different like because you get to see um, you know, the captain growing up when he was a kid. But other than that, like the same encounter happens. Like There's a... Uh, a Klingon distress signal and they have to fly out and it's the Enterprise and they go investigate this giant uh, particle cloud in space and then all of a sudden, you know, but then the movies veer off at that point because the timeline changes for the new Star Treks. And that's what I think allowed them to make all of these new obviously these new these new um, situations and storylines in the new ones which I like. And I do I, I would kind of agree they're kind of taking that Star Trek and kind of packaging it and then putting it inside of okay how do we make this appealing to millennials millennials really yeah <laughs> well because think about it I mean Throw Pokemon Go at it how many of you have watched <laughs> Star Trek the motion picture I have just no. you and me Alex I think so unfortunately see and you don't even really 
you don't, I don't really have even a good really appreciation like for it. that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I never really watched the show, though, so that's probably why. You mean Enterprise? I mean... Like Next Generation? Any, any of them. Voyager? Uh, here's the coolest thing I've about Star Trek. I've seen certain episodes. Here's the coolest... Deep Space Nine, which was stupid. I hate Deep Space Nine. Um, here's the coolest thing about Star Trek. They're coming out with a new series on... I think it's coming out on CBS. I could be wrong. But it's the Star Trek Discovery, and a trailer just came out during Comic-Con showing like the docking and liftoff procedure for the, for the new spaceship. Looks pretty cool. And hmm. they haven't done a Star Trek series since... Um, I think Enterprise, Enterprise right? was the last one we did, which was terrible. I'm glad they stopped that one. Nobody liked it. So I think this is the first movie since Leonard Nimoy died, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And they had like a whole bunch of uh, homages to him in the movie that I thought were done really well. Oh my gosh, yeah, they did. And it was like actually him too, because like he's a character. And I think it's the last one or the one. Well, when did they introduce him? Was it the first one or is it the second one? It's the first one. First one. First one. And it's like old Spock, <laughs> and it's just yeah. Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> but it's like actually Leonard Nimoy in in the movie, and and like he passes away, and and uh, they're all sad and stuff, and they kind of you know do that tribute. And they they have like a picture of the original cast and everything at one point. So yeah, that was, was, pretty neat. was pretty cool. When he goes back and looks through, well, when Spock, young Spock, looks through old Spock's stuff. His box of items, he finds this picture of the cast from the original motion picture. Pretty neat. BT dubs, spoilers. Oh, yeah. By the way, spoilers. Um, they're also doing, I don't know if you saw this, Alex, they're also going to do a documentary about him. No, And really. his role as Spock. Yeah. I saw a preview for it on, I think, a Spocky-vettery, if you will. No. No. I just oh started gosh. like started to Google search for the Spock documentary, and I typed "Spock you met," and I was like, "No, no, no, no not Spockumentary." <laughs> oh, so the, I'm mad because that one works really well. It does <laughs> super well. It's called "For the Love of Spock," ah, oh. and it is a Kickstarter campaign. Oh. It was fully funded, and I don't know how long. Probably like two point five seconds. Yeah, probably. You gotta think the trekkers out there or the trekkies. Sorry, holy crap. Uh, <laughs> There's a difference. There's a difference. Um, trekkies, they speak Klingon, and they have like their own Star Trek garb and gear and phasers and all that kind of stuff. Trekkers are just people who are like, we enjoy this from the standpoint of the story and watching it. We don't live in that universe. Wait, trekkers are actually things. Yeah. So the the trailer for the new Discovery came out at Comic-Con, which I did want actually to talk about since Comic-Con. Is it going on right now, or did it just end, finish? I think it just ended. It just ended. Yeah. Okay. On Sunday, I guess. Probably. Um, has anybody seen any of the content from Comic-Con? I've seen a few trailers, um, like Suicide Squad. Uh, what's the other movie, Benedict Cumberbatch? Um, Benedict. Doctor Strange. I'm yeah. so excited. That dude. Okay, so I wanted to bring this up when we talked about him earlier, but holy crap, I was interested, but also super confused because I have n- like no knowledge of Doctor Strange at all, and like watching that um trailer, it just like turned my world upside down, if you will. 
Ha ha. Ha ha. That was a funny one. <laughs> uh, dude, I don't I'm know what he's through these tonight. Does anybody know what Doctor Strange does in magic. terms of just magic? He's magic is actually Supreme. what he does. Yes, it's literally magic. It is actually magic. <laughs> His yes. title is Sorcerer Supreme. He does wow. the magic. Wow! But it looked like he was like in the trailers I've seen. It looks like he's like alternate universes, and the whole time you you guys know exactly what I'm thinking about when I think about pocket universes and alternate universes. Oh no! Yep, same thing every time. Omega level mutant. Um. Does he not like make different realities or something? I don't know. If you can do that with magic, you can probably do it. <laughs> Just all of magic. Yeah, I mean, that's like his power is magic. It's not like specialized, just magic. Really? That's it? That seems I so like. I think so. I mean, I don't know him in depth. I just know he does the magic. Wait, Jake, you don't know him personally? <laughs> no, where you don't like hang out. Dude, Although I hear he's kind of the coolest. But you hang out with, like, Wonder Woman, right? I mean, obviously. Okay, cool. That was a good bit. Just magic, though? That's like his thing, man. It's magic. It he just... was a surgeon before that. Does that make you happy? <laughs> that's, that satisfies my... Yep. Okay, That satisfies good. it right there. I'm good. The cool. Comic Vine page lists his powers and abilities as Master Sorcerer and Magical <laughs> Artifacts. Yeah, <laughs> magic. That's so stupid. I don't know what else you want. I feel like we've just <laughs> we've just interjected a whole different realm of power into the Marvel universe with him. Yeah, they're really stepping over a line with magic. Thor's a god. So the first paragraph of Master Sorcerer explanation here says Master of Mystic Arts Doctor Strange is one of the most powerful sorcerers in the world. So does that imply that there's more sorcerers? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I dude. mean, you can't really be sorcerer supreme if you're the only one. I guess. It's kind I of mean, a lame title. When you, <laughs> yeah. That'd be default at that point, right? Yeah, but then, like, what's even the point? Yeah, it's like a... <laughs> yeah. Sorcerer Supreme. You just be called Sorcerer because you're already the Supreme Sorcerer. Yeah. Well, I mean, Pin and Teller. Right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he just goes on Fool Us and he blows their f***ing minds. How did you shoot lightning across the stage and electrify that Where's bird? Where's the Tesla coil? Magic. Yep. What? Magic. The answer. Oh, yeah. How did you create a mini black hole and swallow the galaxy? Magic. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could replace that with physics, and it, that'd be your answer for everything else. Physics. Yeah. Pretty much. If it works, yeah. it works. If it's, not, if it's not magic, it's probably physics. His powers are a function of his ability to manipulate the ambient mystical energy of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, it makes he sense. He can do magic because he does magic. I <laughs> feel like we're kind of covering the same ground here. Why does it specifically say the the Marvel universe? Because he's from the what? No, the that's a good point. Why like, why would I have universe? to specify that it's Marvel universe? If he goes to that's, DC land, that's he's the one that he's in, I guess. Yeah, but why do they have to specify that? Well, I'm pretty sure they've had some Marvel DC crossover comics, have they not? I believe they've had like three. So he loses all of his power if he goes to Gotham. Well, he may gain more powers. I don't know. Maybe there's more magical magic in DC Magic Land. Different, it's different <laughs> magic. I love magical magic. That's my favorite there you kind. Go. So commonly, this is seen as energy attacks that range from low power to planet destroying, transmutation, <laughs> OP. telekinesis, Volvo. teleportation, protective shields. He uses the mystical energy to cast spells of a near infinite variety. There you go. He can do magic. He can commonly destroy planets. <laughs> Yeah, you can't? That's what you just said. <laughs> yeah, commonly this is seen as energy attacks that range from low power to planet destroying. 
I don't see there a big go. deal here. So the Death Star. Yeah. Or you know, the Death Star used lasers. He uses <laughs> magic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jake. They're really not getting. Yeah, the magic I know. Thing. I thought it was pretty easy. I, I'm just going to call it. It's like it's like an energy. Energy it's magic. It's I can't handle it. Yeah. It's magic. Energy magic. Oh my gosh. See, to me, to me, and maybe this is maybe this is just my insanity. If 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 you have a world like a populated universe of, of like some sort of story where you are have people with superpowers, I feel like you cannot interject people who just all of a sudden have magic. Now you're just like yeah. picking from different things, and you're like, all right, let's do this. You want to know how let's, to do let's it? have magic? That just doesn't seem to fit. You want to know how to do it? No, Chad. Is it magic? Yes. One of his magical artifacts is the Orb of Agamotto, which is a sort of hyper-powerful crystal ball that allows clairvoyant perception of anywhere in any dimension or realm. <laughs> I hate this movie already. <laughs> <laughs> but can but you imagine? Go ahead, Jen. He's not going to have that in the movie, hopefully, right? Right? Probably not. It's probably going to be an origin story of sorts. It is cool. a story. Well, can you imagine, like, you know, like looking at the background of a of a character like that, and then going, "Okay, how are we going to simplify his abilities into something that we can actually put on screen?" Because if you have somebody, he goes to Hogwarts. Thanks, Travis. Magic crossover. Let's go crossover. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I just scrolled through Facebook and found a topic that says investors find out Nintendo doesn't make Pokemon Go. Shares drop. Wow. Yeah, they dropped seventeen percent when, <laughs> when Nintendo was like, That's "Hey amazing. guys, we didn't make this." <laughs> what? Okay, yeah. somebody go back to the podcast where we discuss Pokemon Go and listen to when I say, "But they have nothing to do with Pokemon Go." Yeah, but I knew they didn't have anything to do with Pokemon <laughs> Go. But I did not expect their shares to, to drop seventeen percent. To be fair, I think it went up like twenty five percent when people yeah. apparently thought they made it. So oh, I thought it was up nine. I, don't I mean, know the numbers. I th- they could, they could still invest. That's like their IP. They're still making money off of it. Yeah, like they could still invest in. So it. I don't. Does that just mean like a bunch of people were after their stock, and then a bunch of people sold their stock? Like a bunch sure. of people bought it because Pokemon Go was so huge, and they're like, "Oh man, this is gonna be great!" And then they found out that Nintendo doesn't make that, so or they sold they it all. Found out. They could have found out that their stock just went up a crap ton, so they cashed out. That's true. Right? Yeah. I guess so. I mean, now would be a really good time to, you know, sell your thing after after a huge release like that. What happens with altcoins all the time? Up. You know up coins? Altcoins. You know you know Bitcoin? Yeah. And how it's like a kind of a thing now, like kind of stable. Like there's all these other coins that aren't bitcoins. That are called altcoins and they all have different random names but they pop up with new ones like all the time using like different algorithms and stuff and people will invest into them with real money and ride the wave up and try to pick the peak and then just drop it all and then they go yep. into worthlessness like overnight sure i mean if a stock is one cent and then it goes up to two cents you just cash out and you doubled your money i mean you're good to go right that's what I understand stocks to be. <laughs> I didn't know there was like... It's I, like a penny stock, There's right? something more to that. Yeah. There's something more than that. I don't know. Holy there's, crap. Is that like the plot of The Wolf on Wall Street? More or less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a comment on this, this article, and the guy goes, so what you're saying is, 
Nintendo could write a press release saying that they invented toast and their stock price will skyrocket <laughs> because their investors are morons. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Oh, man. Don't they have the license to Pokemon? Though? Yeah, I mean, yeah. but they didn't, like... They didn't develop that game. Pokemon Go, yeah. Still seems like it shouldn't matter, though, since, like, it's still yeah. their brand. Yeah. They're still going to make tons of money off of it. It I mean, seems obviously. like a whole bunch of uninformed people making ill-informed decisions. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Chet, at this point, how much money have you spent on Pokemon Go? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. How much have you spent on Dota? Ooh. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah, we no, figured this out. direct that towards Alex, but probably like 40 bucks. That's oh. like nothing. <laughs> I don't know. It's 40 bucks. Yeah, I mean, that's oh. like... What? 12 candy bars? Come on, man. There you go. 12 candy bars. It's like some small business owners that are saying that they're like doubling their profits by just dropping lures all day. Yeah, it's amazing. It. Marketing. Hashtag marketing. My, my boss needs to get on that because there's a Pokestop right next to my uh, job. Oh my gosh. Speaking of my job, when I came home on, when was it? Friday? And was we were about to do the podcast that never happened because Aaron wasn't here? Uh... Aaron. So I, I yeah. had a story. Hold out. I had a had a thirty top, right? The bill came out to be seven hundred and fifty dollars. It was ridiculous the entire night. I was taking care of thirty people. It was it was crazy. Uh, something happened to where, literally, I was supposed to get a hundred dollars in tips because I was splitting it with another person uh, who also took like half the party. So I was supposed to get, they tipped us $200. I was supposed to get $100. I walked away with 60 And I was like, yo, this is crap. I hate everything right now. Did you get it resolved? We, dude, oh my God. I, mm. As in they just didn't tip very well? No, 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 no. My calculations and everything that I did, double checking, triple checking to make sure I was understanding this correctly. I looked at it, and they what? Okay, so what they did was so stupid. They split the check every way possible, but then, like at the end of the night, like seven hundred fifty dollars was the entire bill split, and then they gave me all the money. I did the calculations. I literally got two hundred dollars in tips, and then split two ways to where me and another waiter should have been one hundred dollars each. And so I go to the back and I get my money because the manager does the math and, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is not right. And so I tell her that. And we sat there for like 45 minutes counting and recounting and counting and recounting and just like doing different math equations and like doing different things with the check. And finally, I was just like, what? I'm going home. Whatever. Should have called Caleb. <laughs> oh, thanks. You would have still not ended up with the right amount of money, but <laughs> he made well, more involved. out of the deal. He'd have been like, no, actually, if you do this math equation. Well, see, the thing was, I was about to walk out first off with $110. But then I was like, but wait, we just gave $40 to the other person who helped out. Why? They should be getting half. And so then I started talking that way, like about that. And then it turned out to be we both got $60. And I was just like, no, it's bullcrap. And then nobody listened that to me. That math still doesn't make sense. No. You were walking out with 110 He was 110 walking out with 40, 40 And you're like, let's both make 60 
you just lost another twenty dollars somehow. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you're just losing money right and left at Outback. I don't know. Is what you're saying. I don't know what happened that night, but the next night I had a party of eleven, a party of fifteen, and a party of two. That was the only tables I had. I made one hundred ten dollars and walked out. I feel like you just make one hundred and ten dollars regularly. Like yeah, that's the average. It's, it's a thing. Every the night. average make. Every night I get money tossed to me because. What they cute. call that? The average make. I like that though. I don't know. Aaron's a maker. Oh, you're a uh, your waiter. What's your average make? <laughs> about 110. About 100. It's called yield. Yield. What's your average yield, Chad? Every night. <laughs> you know. Hundred dollars. Oh, one ten. Hundred ten. Hey, July fourth, I made one hundred seventy. Just saying. Just saying. Hey, Alex. Yes. Have you been watching Mr. Robot? Oh, I have not watched the third episode. I haven't watched the third episode either. But you have watched episode one and two. Yes. Has anybody else on this cast watched Mr. Robot? No. No. Alex, we've explained to them what they're missing. A really, really good show. Didn't Thanks. it win? Okay, so didn't it win? Um, or isn't it like the only show that's received like above ninety percent on every episode on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that? Yes. The only it show. Is, I'm gonna find out what the exact, uh, exact. Let's see. Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? What's it about? Really freaking good. Is it an anime? It's not an anime. It is. Oh, lost man. Oh, I'm interested. A TV show about a. Okay. Uh, Dude, that's a hacker, essentially. Mm, you're losing We've, me. <laughs> it's um, about society and evil corporations and uh, hacking. And, like, all the techno babble talk in the show is, like, pretty accurate. Like, it's not CSI, NCIS level. Like... The episode of NCIS where two people use one keyboard because they have to hack faster. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't want to watch people hack. That doesn't sound interesting. It's it's not like they're typing watching, in every known password. Yeah, it's not it's not like watching people hack in a show. It's more like um the results therein. Like he he likes to hack um like individuals and like find out all the information about them. And then use it against them and stuff like that. So like the the scene will be like him sitting at a computer, but there's like a lot of overlay of like just like him finding out info about people and and presenting it to them. If you've ever seen uh, Matthew Broderick's War Games, it's just like that hacking. Hmm. No one got that reference. I've seen uh, no. <laughs> I finished uh, Limitless, the TV show. Blah. Oh my goodness. Blah. Oh my goodness, you guys. Mr. Robot's so good, dude. <laughs> Yeah, watch Mr. Robot. You, and uh, the story itself is like super, super well done. Oh my gosh! And there's like huge payoffs that are just like slapped in your face. So you're like, oh my gosh, how did this? How did this happen? How did I not see this coming? Especially Jake and Caleb, you code nerds. You would no, man, really like this show. It's too much like my real life, you know? I just yeah. hack mainframes man, all day if you're at real work. Life, I do that like for like nine hours a day, man. I don't yeah. want to watch it's it. like whatever. Later. If your real yeah. life is like this guy's life, we should have an intervention. No, I'm good. We don't need uh -huh. to. Yeah, I See? think I'm fine, too. See? One of those shows you can't really say too much about because there's a bunch of stuff to spoil in it. Like Game of Thrones style. 
Is it on Netflix or HBO or where? It is. What I'm hearing is all the characters die. No. No. No, no, no. Not like that. Not Game of Thrones style. There's just like a lot that happens. There's so much that happens. That's the problem. (laughs) On IMDb. In, on IMDb, people who like this also like Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. <laughs> all right. So yes, all the main characters die. <laughs> uh. Also, spoiler alert for <laughs> <those two shows. laughs> Good save, good save. Woo! Oh, man. I'm actually looking at this. Breaking Bad, I loved. House of Cards, another recommended show. People who like yep. this also like House of Cards. Love the first two seasons of that. Have you, I might give this a watch. I've heard the fourth season is also good. Fourth season is also very um, good. You have to make your way through third season because third season is really yeah, slow. I stopped after the third. I, I like watched maybe half of it and I'm like, ah, oh, man, they should just stop. But fourth is good? Yeah, yeah I heard fourth, fourth is, is really good. They like wrap up season three really well and then like fourth is just phenomenal. It's like back to season one again. Where it's very, Dude, my problem is... Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say where it's very much... Um, him versus her, you know, Frank versus okay. Claire, and then like the back and forth sort of thing. That's what it feels like again. The my favorite ending for any anything ever was the ending to the second season, where it just walks into the Oval Office and like knocks on the the desk and then it goes to black. That was uh, the so best good. ending ever. Oh my god! And then it came back and it turns out like he's gay and his wife wants to leave him and like how can you follow that up? Dang, yeah. that's a lot of spoilers that I didn't know. Well, I... Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't planning on watching it because, you know, I think that show ended up season two. Right? So good. I'm a true fan, I believe. That's Apparently, why Apparently, you can watch Mr. Robot on Amazon Prime. Oh, word. Okay. Get an email. Not on Netflix. Does anyone watch the new Pinky Blinders? No one watches Peaky Blinders. <laughs> Haven't seen the first what? Peaky Blinders. Those are literally what? words you just made up. <laughs> oh my god. Mr. Robot has 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes for every episode in season one. Oh, there you go. And I'm pretty sure it's the only TV show to ever have that. I think that's what we talked about, Alex. Yeah, we talked about that a while ago. Regardless, for anybody here that has not watched it, anybody listening that's not watched oh. it, go watch Mr. Robot. I mean, Limitless had 24 episodes in the first season. It's hard to get 24 episodes with 100%. Yo, I'm just saying the 100. No. Didn't even get 100%. Uh, The first uh, three episodes of season two have 100% also. And then it just drops off. I don't think so. After that, it's just crap. Not even worth it. The next one's the 27th. I think you can watch... I don't know if you can watch... You can't watch season one on... USA. It's a USA Network show, which kind of blows my mind. Yeah, considering that most USA Network shows are not at the level of what you would typically see on like Netflix, Netflix original or HBO shows, but this is definitely on that level. I mean, no, just yeah. whatever you're gonna say. No, <laughs> HBO and AMC are really the two big TV networks, right? HBO more so than AMC. What do you mean, two big TV networks? The two high-budget TV program networks? I mean, Netflix yeah. is up there. I think there. Showtime, too. Netflix, oh, probably okay. Showtime, HBO, AMC, I would, yeah, probably. I think AMC is the only one that you don't have to pay, like, a subscription to. But for some reason, has, like, really high-quality stuff. Apparently, Hulu's production value has gone up significantly with a couple of their recent shows. 
as well. I haven't seen any Hulu exclusives. I watched nope. James Franco's eleven twenty two sixty three. They just like making stuff that's just numbers for a title. I don't know because I feel like that that's actually the first <laughs> thought I had when I saw that. <laughs> what was the the Andy Samberg one? Never stop, never Andy, stopping. No, the TV show. <laughs> he was like a cop. Uh, you're talking about Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. That was on Hulu, right? It's on Hulu. But it's not a Hulu show. Not a Hulu original. Okay, okay. Mom by in. And then freaking MTV did a high fantasy TV show. Yep. What? Why? They've been getting more and more into scripted stuff. Like, they've had Teen Wolf for a number of years now. Not that Yuck. you watch Teen Wolf, of course. Of course he does. I, I would never watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty good, actually. <laughs> they actually kind of like their their stuff, their scripted stuff. Yeah, yeah. I thought Shinaro was pretty good. Um, Chronicles. That's all I know. Yeah, Chronicles of Shinar or just as Shinaro Chronicles. Shinaro Chronicles. I thought that was pretty good. It um, seemed like but... to me in the same branch of of production. With all, I think we talked about this last week, where all of the actors and actresses are all like between the age of nineteen and twenty-three, mm-hmm. and probably yeah, it felt like a teen coming-of-age movie or a show, yeah, almost. But it was all right. If you like Gossip Girl, oh yeah, awkward oh. on MTV, pretty good. I started watching Gossip Girl actually. I know you I did, like the third season, fourth season. <sighs> You're, you're talking about how it doesn't make sense now that you know the ending. No, it really doesn't make sense. <laughs> but it's a pretty good show. Also, while we're on the topic of TV shows, uh, if any of you watch anything on HBO, you should go watch The Night Of. Um, mm-hmm. Fantastic, of fantastic TV show. Uh, it's got John Turturro in it. I don't, I don't even remember the last thing I saw him in. But Transformers. <laughs> was he in? Oh my gosh, he oh totally was. God. That's right. Wow. Who was he in Transformers? Who's that guy? That guy. That, oh, okay. that one Thank dude. You. Yeah, that one no, dude. I got it. The, yeah, the guy that nice. is on the phone talks about the swinging balls of the big Transformer robot. <laughs> <laughs> He's like that special division. It's from Do the Right agency. Thing, yeah. No, I got it from the swinging balls. Oh, okay. <laughs> got it. <through> that. <laughs> Well, that's a good show. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. The pilot is like maybe the best episode of television I've seen in the last couple of years. I'm pretty sure you said, and I, and I will try to phrase this correctly, that first episode was the best hour of television I've ever watched. It was like ridiculous. And, and then your mom. And the way it affected me. And then your mom, of course. Daughter, I swear. <laughs> I can never give her anything to watch because she's like, I don't know. I kind of expected it and saw it coming. Whatever. <laughs> she's too smart. That's what it is. Although I then was like, she had just told me that about that show. And so I was like, you should probably check out Stranger Things. I think it's pretty good. And I just kind of downplayed it. And then she came back and was like, oh my gosh, it's just so good. Maybe that's, you have the same problem I do then. You talk things up too much and then people watch them like Oblivion and, and, and uh, 
Interstellar with Caleb, and then they watch them, and they're like, "Oblivion just wasn't any good." Or that one time that you said that your niece is the cutest thing when she says "you mad, bro," and Travis was just like, "Really?" That was so stupid. (laughs) She doesn't like you. I don't know. Like the the middle forty minutes of the pilot of uh, the night of was almost uncomfortable in how like suspenseful it made me. Like I was like kind of like squirming in my seat, like uh, it's like I just want I want it to be over because it's like oh my gosh I can't handle it. Yep. But you couldn't even play Bioshock. <laughs> it's true. Oh my gosh. It's not like a, it wasn't scary. It was suspenseful. <laughs> yeah. It was, oh. Also, so. I can watch scary movies. We've been over this. We've been over this yeah, in just, detail, dude. If there's an opportunity for me to bring that up, you bet I'm gonna do it. It's totally worth it every time because it, yeah. it's so dumb that you can't play scary games. I played Nighttime and Dying Light last night. Ooh. Yeah, but I, yeah, for I like I a even, second. Yeah, and I even brought it up, and you said it's multiplayer. Yeah, if it's co-op, it's fine. <laughs> so here's <laughs> the next people question: with me. Can you and I play Bioshock at the same time and be in a channel together Not talking? At the same and you'll time. be okay. Well, no. Hey, we're like cooperatively playing Bioshock, but not. I have to see your your form in game. Right. Well, then I'm gonna have to know I'm gonna have my webcam on, and then you can put it in the corner so you can always see my face. No, overly excited. Your avatar <laughs> must be next to my avatar, and I'll pretend like the whole time that I'm just learning the plot line to Bioshock while you're actually just learning it. So I'll be like, <gasps> No, he already knows. Alex, you happens. know what happens, right? I do. It's oh, been spoiled why? a million times. Dude, because it's been out for like 10 years. What what year did that come out? I don't know what happens. 2008? But I want to know what happens. Because I might play it. You You should. It's like, oh my god, it's the best. 2007. So good. 2007? Wow. I mean, I would say it's probably, it may be the best plotline of any video game ever made. It's definitely up there. Except for Mass Effect. Mm, See, really? I've never, I've never played the Mass the Effect one. series. You should play those. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that too. I really like this... Frog Fractions. Oh, yes. Frog Fractions, it's classic. <laughs> hey, while we're on games, uh, like Frog you Fractions. guys had me play Moirai or however you say it recently. Who found that first? You nailed it. I found it. I was bored. Will you explain <laughs> what the heck it is? It's a experimental first-person game. From some dude. I, I should mean, probably his, have his name somewhere, but his I game don't. making skills are just amazing. I mean, like, I was just looking for crap on Steam and it was at the top of popular new releases and it looked absolutely terrible and it was free. So I was like, well, that looks dumb. So then I started reading the reviews and everybody's like, it's like five minutes. You have to play it. Just play it. Don't read any more of this stuff. You're going to get spoiled at some point. Does something I've never seen done in a game before. And the reviews were overwhelmingly positive, I think. Yeah. Like, can you say what it was? So, I'm going to say right here, uh, anybody listening, it takes like five minutes to go play it. Is it VR? No, it's not VR. No. Okay. So, if you don't want to be spoiled, go play it. It takes like five minutes. Pause the podcast. Pause for a second. Come Come back. We'll pause for you. Not for five minutes, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Travis, do you care? 
I'm I haven't touched a video game in so long, dude. Okay, so it's it's a super short thing. You're you load into this little town. There's a priest. Well, hold on. Is it, has everyone else played it or not care? Everyone uh, else here has played. It, I think. I think everybody else. Uh, actually, I don't think Jake's played it. But I Jake, have not. But go for it. I don't want to. Okay. This. No, it's Three, really good. You should just like mute your, or deafen yourself for a little bit. Oh, Three thousand one hundred and forty-eight positive reviews. By the way, send okay. your message. Okay. Overwhelmingly I'm positive. Mute myself or deafen whatever. Bye, Jake. Bye, Jake. Okay, so you start off in this little town. That Jake guy, though. There's a priest. <laughs> he tells you, like, uh, this woman, she went off somewhere and she's lost, blah, 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 blah. Basically, you just go straight down the path. You go straight through the thing, and you find this guy, and he's got a lantern for you, and he's like, oh, my brother went in there to find this chick, but he never came out. So then you go into the cave with the lantern, and then there's this guy in there, and he's like, oh, I hear some moaning deeper in, but I can't, like, yeah, you do. go oh, in there gosh. because, you know... I'm old or whatever. So he's like, here, take this knife. <laughs> so you take the knife and a lantern and you go deeper into the cave and then you come across this other person that's holding a knife and a lantern and they're covered in blood. And you ask them like a series of questions like, why are you covered in blood? Uh, why are you holding a knife? Uh, I hear moaning deeper into the cave. What have you done? So those are like the three questions you ask them and there's some answers that go along with it. Um, sure. They're like, you know, I've done nothing wrong, whatever. And then you go deeper in the cave and you find this woman and she's like, oh, I just want to be with my son who died or whatever. Can you please put me out of my misery? So then you decide if you kill her or you don't, whatever. I see where this is going. So you do that and then you come back out of the cave and on your way out, you come across a person that's not covered in blood that's holding a lantern and a knife. And they're like, why are you covered in blood? Why are you holding a knife? Why are you uh, I hear moaning deeper into the cave? What have you done? And then you type in your own answers and you're like, oh my gosh, what is happening here? And the game just ends and it's like, and that's the end of the story for now. Uh, enter your email and the next player will decide your fate. So literally when you play through the game, you're seeing the answers of the person that played before you. And then you enter answers for the next person that plays. And then it emails you your fate. Man. That could have been spoiled so easily if someone was just like, I did it for the lulz. Yeah. Um, actually, the <laughs> like first would... time I played through it, the guy's answers had, all of them had something to do with poking somebody in the butt. So I was like, this is kind of, kind of strange. You're like, I have no idea what's <laughs> happening. Mine were like surprisingly normal answers when I first played it. So I had no idea what was going on. And then I was like yeah, trying to emulate. Like, when I first answered the questions, I thought a computer was trying to interpret my answers, and so I was trying to live, so I was, like, putting in answers that, like, maybe they would not kill me with, <laughs> and uh, I played it twice. The first time I played through it, uh, the person that played after me let me live in the email, and then the second time I played through it, I had some, like really crazy answers i put in because i realized i was giving it to the next person and the uh email it sent me back said that the person didn't ask me any questions and just killed me and i was so, like what the heck well i can, got this knife can i read my email <laughs> yeah sure. tested it so here's my email as you left the cave you were confronted by a farmer called seamus they asked you three questions the first question they asked was why do you have blood on your overalls to which you responded i killed her the second question asked was why do you have a knife to which you responded to kill the third question I asked was, <laughs> I heard moans. What have you done? To which you responded, killed them all. After hearing your answers, Seamus decided to let you pass. 
<laughs> James is a bro. <laughs> and then it says, this was quite a foolish act considering that you were covered in blood from the killing of the previous farmer, Stephen. Wow, Wait, so can you, you choose not to... Can you choose not to kill the girl? Yeah, you can choose not to kill her, and you can choose not to kill the guy. Are you still covered in blood after if you don't kill her? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. I, I have no so idea. It's five minutes. Someone go play. I've it never right seen now. it. I've never seen the person not covered in blood. Yeah. We need to do a speed run of this game. Yeah. All right. Can I bring Jake back in now? Go yeah. Play. Sure. Jake. Did oh, he play it while he was gone, or did he just? Everybody just be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's right there. He's just muted. Yeah. Correct. So bring okay. Jake. <laughs> it was more or less send him a message to be like, "Yo, come back." No. Oh, Alex, no. that joke will go down in history. Oh <laughs> my goodness! Best joke ever told. So, best. Oh my. By when me. You had me play this game. My first thought was this game Jake pointed me to called Masochistia. Or Masochistia? I don't know. I have no idea. So, is it a dating sim? Uh, yes. No. <laughs> I <laughs> only tanks. play dating sims. <laughs> it's this kind of super duper creepy game, but it does Just some really interesting things creepy. that most games don't do. And I think you'll really like it because of that. It's really neat. It's also it really short. It took me less than two hours to finish. Yeah. And going it's at not like really a little short. Moira was you, five, five minutes. minutes. Yeah. Well, well, okay. That's absurdly <laughs> short. Oh, okay. What's it called? Did you play Moray when, when you were gone? No. Or did you just wait? Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it after the podcast. Okay. What was it called? Moirai. M-O-I-R-A-I. Does that have any significance? Uh, no idea. I saw. That was probably the first <laughs> farmer's name. Okay. Yeah, I don't cool. know. Okay. Created by Chris Johnson, Brad Barrett, <laughs> and John. Yes. So in his Oseman. email, if you get it, it's Chris.johnson at something. It's like his personal email. Yeah. <laughs> is there a uh, like a category of game called experimental now? No, I, I don't know. I guess it would be indie. I don't know. Indie game. Have you heard people refer to some like really highly polished, like long in development indie games as triple I? Oh my god! What? That's so dumb. <laughs> I've been hearing this Stupid. lately. That's absurd. I because games like I don't know, like We Happy Few is Minecraft. probably independent, right? Pretty sure they're independent. I think but so. these like s- semi-big budget independent games, they're like triple I instead of triple A. That's just dumb. Like, how do you distinguish between a game like Moirai and a game like you know one of those we big happy ones? Few. Yeah, sure. I was trying to think of a different example, but I could not. <laughs> Finding a yeah, hazard. Sure. Yeah. Minecraft. The Witness. Undertale. Not Undertale. Not Undertale? I don't know. I, f- I feel like Undertale is like one of those indie darling low budget. I guess. Weird ones. That's fair. The ones that mess with the. Uh, your uh, ideas about what games are. Hmm. Speaking of which, how many of you guys have actually played Undertale? I downloaded it. That's <laughs> really cool. Here close. we go that again. <laughs> that counts, right? Uh, yeah, it's you know, I'll take what I can get. It it's uh, not down my alley with the whole text adventure type thing. It's amazing. I would highly recommend giving it an actual chance. I've seen some videos. Did you? Did you go passive through it? I did everything pretty much that that game has to offer. 
like fully text-based adventure like no, as in you go up to a computer no. and you're typing walk to the woods it's all it's a uh a talking it, it's sim. almost more like um the old final fantasies yep don't know that uh, earthbound is probably the closest thing nope okay uh you like walk around an overworld it's kind of like 2d uh you have random encounters is it like to the moon yes yeah. but with combat mm. and better and better which which ending do you prefer just so if i play it once i get uh, the best experience. hard to say probably pacifist okay uh i guess if you want a happy ending go pacifist and if i want a super depressing <laughs> one uh, so the don't do, do you know yeah do you know the idea of this game aaron no or anyone no uh i don't know what the basic overall thing is but you can choose if you want to go combat or not yeah so you can do the whole game without like basically each is this enemy... dishonored no, <laughs> no. Uh, you have to kill someone in dishonor because it's like turn-based combat so you have like a menu and there's fight act item and like flee and so with the act option, you can basically talk to them and almost Ew. like solve a puzzle to not have to fight them. And you basically just make them cool and then you leave and you still get like... Yo, dude, be cool. Yeah. That's I'm cool. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. I don't know. I would Everybody highly... Just, it's like, so be good. Be cool for like a second. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about it no too bombers. much because I don't want to like spoil anything. But it's like, it's probably like my favorite game. Why don't your you favorite game? Wow. Yeah. How long is it? Um, About five minutes. For just one playthrough, it's not very long. Maybe like two hours. Oh my god, dude. Okay, three. Five not, is, is not, not very long. long the equivalent <laughs> amount of time as very short. Because early, very early, very short. Earlier, very short was two hours. Well, now well, not I very said long very is two short, hours. And then and everyone jumped down my throat, short. so I had to like increase it so nobody <laughs> yelled at me this time. <laughs> There's no pleasing you, is there? <laughs> I'll just give up. You should. How do you guys not consider two hours very short? Yeah, I mean, especially when you're talking Five about minutes. games. Yeah, that is. I mean, it's like all said, like, absurdly short. Yeah, I see. I would think like two hours is absurdly short. I mean, I think about a game like uh, Skyrim. I'm like, oh, that's very long. Yes. But I put like you could put like six or seven hundred hours in that game. So I guess if you it's should. on some sort of, you know drastic curve then yes two hours would be would be dota 2 is pretty long shut up uh hey jake so while you're making things uh talking about things that are very short wait that came out oh, wrong no. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crazy <laughs> oh, wow sorry we all know where this is going talk about it i was actually just <laughs> I for sure thought you meant to do that. No, I, yeah, I kind of assumed too. <laughs> How's your sex life, Jake? I know everyone's been asking me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh man, wow, phrasing. I seriously have issues with this. You really um, do. Whew, hold on. <clears throat> okay, so what? <laughs> what I was gonna ask is if you would comment on the small segment of um, Sombra. Oh, Sombra, yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) apparently at the end of the Anna dev update, like the video, there was like a frame of static. So people like isolated it, cut out the vertical barcodes, 
ran them through a barcode reader to get, uh, I guess, binary, and then printed them into, like, hexadecimal. <laughs> and then, like... Are you serious? Yeah, no, I, I'm not even making this up. Oh Here, I'll God. post the Reddit post. But basically, then they somehow turned that into an image, which was then a QR code, which you could scan to get an image. What? Yeah. Yeah, so Some... it's pretty good. Is there an actual picture? I mean, on the thing I just posted, you can see the QR code, and then if you scan that, presumably. Oh, I have to freaking download a QR <laughs> code reader. Sorry, man. Some heavy ARG stuff going on here. Or you could probably yeah. Google it. Wow. Yeah. I got some Spanish stuff. Yeah, apparently that roughly translates to... Let me find it. I thought it was a picture, man. Uh, was that easy? Now that I have your attention, let's make things difficult. More difficult. And so, what does that tell us? It's teasing Sombra because he's Spanish. The beginning of the ARG to find Sombra. Yes. Who just, like... Yo, alright, there's static, there's gotta be something in there. And then just, like, starts doing this. Like, what? I can love ARGs so much. <laughs> Have you guys heard of the Order of Ten that NVIDIA was doing for the 1080s? Alex, no. you should no. know about this. No. Really? Uh, they, they were doing an Order of Ten challenge where they had ten puzzles over... It wasn't actually ten days. I think it was, like, 12 or 13 days because they didn't do the weekend. But anyway, every puzzle was just an image on the screen. And there was nothing about how to solve it. And it was just like, like you had to take that and then put it into a, some sort of photo editing app and shuffle things around and use, like one of them was all about the golden, um, uh, what's the golden swirl called? The golden, golden swirl. Golden ratio, thank you. One of them was about the golden ratio and you had to like figure out the corresponding letters that were based on the golden ratio after you piece these puzzle pieces together, which would give you something. So you'd go to this site and then look up this and you'd give you this information so you could get the answer and then you submit the answer for a chance to win a free 1080. Heck yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. And it was all, like it's called the order of 10 and it's all like all complicated uh, or not complicated, all um, very famous mathematicians and philosophers. So, like, each day was based off of one person. Like, we had one that was um, uh, Pythagoras, and then we had one that was... How do you say that word, Travis? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had one day that was Einstein, and then it just kind of bounced around. It was pretty cool. I'm surprised you didn't hear about that. Nope. Hmm. This is cool, though. But I feel like that takes way too much effort. I mean, um, almost dude. certainly. You don't want to just be giving away 1080s. My favorite one, and Caleb, I don't know if you've talked about this on the podcast, is the one with uh, Binding of Isaac. I don't know if I have either. Oh, Caleb, do I you know play I've told game? everyone about it. <laughs> do you play that game? <laughs> only a little bit. I've only spent like, you know, 300 hours on it or something. So yeah, he's really it. good. Have you heard? <laughs> I'm really good. Hey, man, that's what happens when you play 300 hours of the same game. You get good. I don't know. I've played like almost 3,700 hours of Dota 2. Not, and you're not very good. good. Not very good. You're pretty good. Dude, this, so isn't anyway. even, this isn't a competitive game, though. So you start bragging about how good you are. Hey, it's not my fault. I'm good at this game. <laughs> so oh, the Binding yeah. of Isaac ARG. Yeah, I don't remember enough about it to explain it, really. 
Um, I can look it up. Though. But you're really good at the game, so that's all that matters. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if I'm remembering right, there was like, uh, they like added some new content and they made it so that way one of the things that you could like put money in would freeze at a certain number. Correct. And people yep. were like, oh, like it's a bug. And so like he patched it, but in the patch notes, he had like some cryptic like thing for that and note. He patched it on the hour, like the amount of hours that was the same number that that thing stacked up to after he released the, the DLC. Interesting. Yeah, and then, like, Does that make they, sense? They combed through some stuff and it ended up because he's like, is he based in Boston? Was that the city? Do you remember? I don't remember. It was some city. I'm gonna say Boston. I have it here. I can read a little okay. bit of it if you want. Um, cool. So there's a there's a machine in the game um, called the donation machine, where you can put in some of the coins that you have during your runs, um, and it goes up to 999, and then it explodes. And they put in a new one because they added a, a, a mode called greed mode. And so there was this greed machine, and you could put in the coins. But once it got to 109, it would just stay fixed there, and you couldn't put any more in. It would just stay stuck. Um, and then the community sort of obsessed over the number 109. Um, the lost character, which is one of the characters that you could uh, unlock by doing this absurd amount of things in-game. Not anymore. Um, was data mined 109 hours after the release. Um... Money equals power is the item number 109 in the game code. All of these things came up. Um, and then they patched the game on the 109th hour. After the, initial, the, after the initial patch was released, right? Yeah. Um, which allowed the number to go above 109. And then people found a Steam achievement icon that was updated to display a piece of paper with black lines and dots on it. And taking the number of pixels in each line... The image translates to some series of numbers that when converted to ASCII code becomes some word and using the code as an Imgur URL reveals some other image that had a picture of a secret character. Um, some quotes from Genesis 30 and some other cryptic hints. And I guess they did a whole bunch of crap. They found like a real world missing poster somewhere resembling one of the characters in the games. They called some number that was on it, and they got a voicemail that had a bunch of questions, and they had to answer them correctly, and they had to reverse some of the audio to get some information out of it. This and is there's ridiculous. So, there's so much in this. And what did it give them? Um, it unlocked, eventually, after they dug up a, uh, some little like model of a character from the game, a new character, it unlocked the character for everyone that owned the game. What character was it, by the way? Well, uh, I think it was Keeper. Yeah, I don't have that character. Yeah, the Keeper. He's unlocked by donating 1,000 coins to the Greed Donation Machine. Interesting. So, speaking of, like, hidden stuff in video games that you have to figure out, uh, Pokemon Go actually oh, has gosh. a few things like that. Why, oh gosh. <laughs> I don't understand. Why is it that we could talk about everything and we get want... to one thing and then we have like a negative like I just, outlook I just already? I just had to do it. I had to do it. I knew. I knew it would. I thought for sure you were like trying to wrap it up, so that's what I was surprised about. <laughs> no. Um. Basically, I was just gonna say that they people found out that if you name your EVs Pyro, Rainer, or Sparky. Uh, you, they will actually evolve into each individual, like, um, what is it, the electric 
Eevee, Jolteon, uh, Jolteon the Water Eevee, and, and yeah, Flareon. So they they found that, and then the producers actually said that that's one of many Easter eggs that are in this game. So now people are just going to be Easter egg hunting the entire time, as well as catching Pokemon. Well, we there's not much else to do, is there? Wow. <laughs> we when we were playing the most recent map on Call of Duty Zombies, we were trying to look up the Easter egg. And don't you remember we read an article that the uh, developer of the first Zombies said there are still Easter eggs that were not discovered on the very first Zombies map that was ever released? Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that too. Yep. I mean, if you think about the steps that you go through to find the ones that you know about, like, what kind of crazy stuff could there be that nobody's ever found? It's, like, insane the number of specific yeah. things you have to do. In order. Yeah. yeah. The right characters. Yeah. Maybe at the right time. Freaking what, like, Shadow of Evil, you have to start off by turning on all of the electric power things to do the rituals in each room. Uh... By finding the items that are around, like breaking the crates uh, to, to do the rituals. Once you get the rituals done, uh, you have to go down into the uh, underground area and put the, what is it, skulls? Or is it just the... I don't even remember, man. Yeah, I don't remember. But you have to put those in the pedestals. And then uh, once you do that, you have to go back and redo the rituals to get, you know, a more powerful sword or whatever because you put the eggs in the different apothic freaking statues and killed like 15 zombies next to them and it's just ridiculous stuff i feel like the maybe the, somebody knows something better than this but i feel like the king of of easter eggs in game is um the game that you and jake play caleb all the time with yeah. uh the, the little robot guy games. that follows you around oh my gosh wow what are you talking about? Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> I don't think I play that very much. Borderlands. Oh. oh I just could not think of the word Borderlands for some reason. I feel like those guys are the king of, of Easter eggs. <laughs> you couldn't even think of Claptrap. Am I wrong? Uh, I mean... I, I mean, they have supposedly hundreds and hundreds in each game. Like some stuff in there. Get, where you do you find. really draw the line on Easter egg? Because... Is it something you have to? to stuff. Yeah. Is it just a reference, or is it something? Yeah, you have I mean, to work that's towards? what. No, that's all I mean is a reference. I mean, okay, because we were talking about Easter eggs in like Call of Duty stuff, which is very different from. Yeah, I mean, those are just references. like. Yeah, some of them are when you like some of the. I'm sure the, some of the Easter eggs they talk about in Call of Duty because some of them have been discovered are just references, but some of them are like the here's the 37 step, three and a half hour long, you know, intense Easter egg you have to walk through. Yeah, well, if you're talking about references, reference type stuff, then yeah, Borderlands has a lot. an absurd amount. Isn't there even a place there where you can, like, go uh, Minecraft some blocks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. You get a okay. head, like a Minecraft head for your character. Yeah. Better creepers. That's also true. See. Every year when the Cards Against Humanity guys, guys do the, uh, the holiday, whatever, whatever holiday they're doing, we discussed it before where like Travis was a king or whatever and I was and we got land on Hawaii too and all that. So whenever mm -hmm. they do that, they send out their prizes over the 10 days or 15 days or whatever it is. And every year in those prizes somewhere, there's like a freaking super elaborate puzzle that goes on. Oh yeah. 
and there's a subreddit every year where like thousands of people try to crack the code of the puzzle and figure out like the connecting pieces and then go find like the actual prize. How long does I that don't know usually... if it was last Go ahead. I don't know if it was last year, but this year uh they did it so that you don't have all the clues yourself. You have to connect with other people to figure it all out. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't pay attention so too much I... this year. Yeah. I know um when they did Hawaii 2 there was like a really was... super elaborate puzzle, right? And everybody figured it out. And then eventually there was like some safe on the island that had like a $200 bottle of whiskey in it. What? <laughs> yeah. That, that was like what so it eventually led to. It. Yeah. Somebody went and got it. Oh. So, I mean, it's, it's, these things take months to break down though. And people are doing all sorts of weird cipher codes and, um, you know, all this mathematics to try to figure out, like, the Christmas lights on the border of the envelopes, like, have some sort of pattern that means something, and, like, it's crazy. What blows my mind is they don't even give you, like, direction. Nope. Right? It's just kind of, here's your gifts, figure it yeah, out. Yeah, you just kind of have to, like, they tell you there's a puzzle, and then that's it. And you have to try to figure out, like, the first clue that's going to spin off. People the rest are of stuff. freaking awesome, awesome though. Just just because like the things that people figure out in these types of things, um, instantly when somebody was told, like when there was the announcement that there's more Easter eggs in Pokemon Go, somebody just held down the Pokeball in the middle of their screen and swiped to the left, right, and like over the other icons, and they highlight different colors. And there's a there's a orange, there's a blue, a purple, and a red, uh, which signifies three of the colors signify the different gems. But then everybody thinks purple signifies Mewtwo. So like they're trying to figure out a different code that they could put in to do stuff. And like I don't, the things that people try is just I would never think of them. And then people just figure stuff out. Well, people have nothing to do with all of their <laughs> spare time. Is really what's going on. Also, when there's that many people trying to figure out things, you, it just happens. Yeah. Somebody gets it right on accident a bunch. And you actually... You go ahead. Okay. I was just going to ask Caleb if he remembers when we made an ARG. When we started to. Yeah. And then when it you, went nowhere. fell apart. I mean, when you just yeah. consider like a, a, you know, a massive amount of people trying to crack these, it's essentially just brute force backing something. Yeah, but... Kinda, yeah. With how complicated these... Um, Cards Against Humanity ones were, that's still taking them, like, months to solve. Oh, yeah. No doubt. It's crazy. The f- The first one, I just um, went and, like, brushed up what happened. And they didn't actually tell us there was a puzzle at first, on the very first year. The first uh, package had a package of expansion cards that had a Caesar cipher coded message shifted to D that translated to, do not throw away anything we send you. And that's like somebody figured that out just at random. And that's what spun off like figuring out the rest of the puzzle. That's what I don't get. Who figures out the first <laughs> step? Because yeah, most of the time know. there's not even like a hint that there's a puzzle there and somebody just does it. I don't get that. Like the Crazy. people who can like see sound. That's the people. Freaking who is it? Um what? talking about <laughs> synesthesia about- now? Well, people on LSD, I think, is what he's talking about. Yeah, no. <laughs> who's who's it? Uh, that that makes the 
songs, the the electronic songs, but like what slows him down is the programs that he's using. Oh, um, Savant. Yeah, Savant. Yeah, Savant. He like sees a song just in his brain. He's just like, all right, that's the song. And then the thing that slows him down is he has to put it into a program. Mm-hmm. If he could just like, if there's a technology to where he could just like think it and it be produced, he could just be whipping out albums, you know, like condoms at a rock concert. He could learn to play guitar. <laughs> He's uh, Yo. he gets his name just because he is an actual like person with savant syndrome. And his talent lies in music. And yeah. he could like lay There's out. actual syndrome? Yeah, savant syndrome. The mental disability, the like a offshoot of autism. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but well, I know what a, a savant is. I didn't know there was a syndrome for it. Yeah, I mean, he says he can like lay out a track in his head. It's like <laughs> in an instant, pretty much. But he produces so much. He puts out a lot of albums. Hmm. Now just I'm just like, like googling all of the most complicated <laughs> Easter eggs in all of the games ever. There's a you subreddit know. called Game Detectives, if I'm right, that just deals with like that kind of stuff. Hmm. Is that? I'm, never mind. I'm not gonna. Well, I have nothing to say, and yet I still said something. <laughs> Going back to, uh, uh, was it Fraction Frog or Frog fa- Fractions? Oh yeah, man. That's a crazy Easter egg type thing, like a hidden. Yeah, that was uh, that was hidden, and then people found it, and then he kickstarted Frog Fractions too, and just said, at some point it will be released, but he's never going to tell anybody when it's actually <laughs> released, and it's not going to be called Frog Fractions too, so we're just going to find yeah. it again. So what Frog Fractions is, mm-hmm. it starts with a game, um, kind of like you're a frog in, on a lily pad, and you're catching butterflies with your tongue, uh, and it's teaching and you fractions. To- yeah, and then it upgrades to like a typing sim, and then you get an upgrade that you can fly or swim or whatever. Eventually, you just get a dragon, and you fly off screen, and you go into space, I'm pretty sure. I think the that first happens. part is that you figure out that you can go below the water. Like, mm-hmm. the entire game takes place when you're on, like, the surface of the water. <laughs> and then you figure out, holy crap, if I press down, I can go underwater, and then there's, like, a cave that leads away from the main play area. That's what it is. And that's, like, where the the secret starts. <laughs> it just goes. It just goes nuts. That. At one point, there's it's a text a, yeah, adventure. It's a text adventure. Solely text. There's a lemonade stand game in there. <laughs> it's crazy. I remember I when I first told you to play that, Travis. You're like, "This is yeah. so stupid." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is the, why would chat out of all the games? And I just let you go. I didn't even tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no one's figured out what his second game is. Okay. Or even if it's finished, I don't know. Mm, keep us updated. <laughs> Alright, we got any more? We got any more in the tanks? I mean... No. <laughs> 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 Alright. <laughs> Thank you.
This week's podcast was produced by me, Aaron Juno. The cast was edited and moderated by Chad McOslin. Other voices this week include Alex McOslin, Caleb Juno, Jake John Federkyle, and Travis Hughbanks. This week's music was again produced and provided by Midia, or as you may know him, Andrew Reel. You can check out his music on soundcloud.com forward slash media official or on Spotify. And last but not least, this week's podcast was brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, fabricators, and designers based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check them out at www.reclaimindustrial with an e.com, or you can check them out on Instagram. Until next week, well, until two weeks from now, this has been The Forecast. <laughs>